Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey, I want you to look at this Galatians 5.16. We're still in our fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 makes it clear. I'm just recapping a little bit, then we're going to go. Galatians 5.16 makes it real clear. It said, you're either going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit or you are going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. You see that? You're either going to what? You're going to walk in the Spirit or fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, how many of you don't want to be fulfilling the lust of the flesh? Amen? So then you've got to be walking in the Spirit. Everybody says, what do you mean fulfill the lust of the flesh? Walking in carnality is going to cost you too much. Amen? Walking in carnality is going to cost you too much. Does that make sense? Walking in carnality is dangerous. So he says this, he says, then this I say, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So he's saying, if you get your spirit foot forward, you're not going to veer off into the flesh realm. Okay? Now keep going, Galatians 5.22. It's an attitude of the heart. Truly wanting to walk in the spirit is an attitude of the heart. Did you get that? Attitude of the heart. Did you get that? Now look at Galatians 5.22. Well, 17 is good. Leave it for a minute. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. You see that? You got to battle. Everybody got to pay attention because if I, if, I, if I go too fast on you, you're going to miss it. So catch it. See, here's what happens. You got to understand you have an internal struggle going on within yourself between the spirit and the flesh. You're going to have this for the rest of your life. Is that okay? I was trying to tell the kids that a little bit today. I said, every idea you have is not your own. Remember that? Every idea you have is not your own. You never had an original thought a day in your life. Thoughts come in your head. Problem is you can't take ownership of the thoughts in your head because most of them are lies. You know, I, was, I heard something the other day. I could change your genetic. I don't like these words sometimes because I, 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 under, I understand that it could go into a different season and realm of life. But you have a genetic makeup that I could, I could change with the word of God. Can. You have a soulish genetic pattern of thought that I could change with the word of God. If I can get you to think different, I could change everything about you. It'll, I could change your level of attraction, what you'll pull into your arena from the laws I give you based upon the word of God. That's why you got the truth when you got the word of God. Because you just, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if I can get you to think right, you'll start attracting the right. You know what I mean? So just so catch me. So you can't just meditate on every thought in your head because some of them ain't yours. You know what I'm saying? You think like, well, that's me. That ain't you. I mean, you ain't never had an original thought a day in your life. Either came from God or the devil. Make it simple. You got that? So then you got to get there. So look what it says here. It says the flesh and the spirit do this. They're contrary. They fight one another inside. But this fight's inside of you. The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I want to do, even though you're a spirit being, you have to subject your flesh. Otherwise, your flesh will try to dominate you. Hello? For to be carnally minded is death. Hello? Spiritually minded is life and peace. So you got to get in your spirit mindset right. So this is what he said in Galatians 5.22. Jesus explained what the fruit of the spirit is. So here's my question. If I am supposed to be a spirit-filled, spirit-led person, and I'm supposed to walk in the spirit, then how in the world do I know what these fruits are? If I don't know what they are, how in the world am I going to walk in them? Because if I gave everybody a test and said, what is love? 
We'd have 150 different definitions of love in this room, and probably some of them would be wrong. So what's love look like, and what does love sound like, and how does love react? Now, I'm going to do love. I'm going to do some of them, maybe even a little bit more than others, because I just think they, you know, they kind of all fall together. So I want you to go with me to John 13. Some of you remember me talking about this when we talked about the love of God. If so, that's good. You should be even more excited. Because faith don't come by what you heard. It comes by hearing. And I found out something. If you're not excited about hearing it again, you probably never got it the first time. It's the truth. I heard Mark 11, 23, 24. If I ain't heard it a couple thousand times, I ain't heard it yet. Whosoever shall say it in the mouth. Every time I hear it, I get excited about it. Because I know it's got potential to transform me. Well, I know that scripture. And then you shut down. You better, you better be excited about that scripture. That means you got it. You know, Oral Roberts said it this, like this. He said, when you're sick and tired of sick and tired of sick and tired of saying it, they might just be getting it. It's just true. He said it. It was true. Brother Hagin said until you preached the sermon 50 times, you ain't even figured it out yet. It's the truth. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy how inexhaustible the word of God is? You can't, you can't get to the end of it. I love this. I think John 13 is one of the coolest kind of like, well, listen, this blesses me, man. He always shows up when I read this, too. He like, I think God likes it. You think he likes the word of God? All right, whatever. I think he likes some of it better than other parts. Yeah, because some of it, some of it just does something to you, and other things just change him. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this earth and out of this world unto his Father, Having loved his own when he was within the world, he loved them until the end. So, man, remember we, we kind of get this. It's like Jesus is getting ready to leave the earth. He's got like, I don't know. He knew his hour was come. His time's up. I'm getting ready to go. Time for me to leave. And I'm in the last stage of the game, and I got to tell you something. I don't know. To me, it's like the really cool wake-up thing because I don't know. If you knew you were getting ready to leave the earth, wouldn't you like kind of I don't know, grab the people you love the most and tell them what you thought was most important? Wouldn't you grab people and just be like, hey, guys, I'm getting ready to leave, and here's what I want to tell you? And Jesus in verse 34, and, and he knew his hour should depart. He knew it was time to go. In verse 34 and 35, he leaves you probably what I would think would be one of the most important answers that he would give you because if you knew you were getting ready to go or around ready to go, what would you be telling the people you love the most? You know, right? Some of you had the opportunity to do this. Maybe you had a loved one. You know, I hear stories in the church, you know, maybe a mom, maybe a dad, and they were in their last, you know, they were on their, sometimes like they were on their deathbed or somebody. I had a story in the church here one time. A guy, a guy had to drive from here to South Florida to go see a family member. And the guy was supposed to be, the man was supposed to pass away. But the guy stood alive until his son walked in the door. And he spoke to him. And then that was, and it was like days Days he waited. It was like two days or something crazy. He was supposed to be dead. And the nurse came and she said, he waited for you. He stood in the earth. The guy literally physically stood as long as he could. So, I mean, can you imagine Jesus? Can you imagine the anticipation of Jesus to sit with the disciples? And if you read this, he says, and the supper being ended in verse 1 and 2. This is where Judas was at. This is where the disciples were at. He supped with them one more time, knowing it was time to go. Knowing Judas was the betrayer. No one has entered into his heart. No one would took place, knew where he was going. And I told him in the morning, you know, 
Judas just got messed up because he's seen love and adoration going towards Jesus. But here's one of the things he says to these guys. He said, a new commandment I've given to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So Jesus lays the bar and he lays it out there. He goes, "This by this all men shall know that you are my disciples if you love one another. But look at verse 34. Let it really sink in. I think it will really, really shift you. Look at this. A new commandment I've given you. He says, I've given you something new. What is it, Jesus, that you love one another? Stop. As I have loved you. Not the way you want to love, not the way people respond to you, not the way you think you should love. I need you to love them as I have loved you. That's how I want you to love one another. And by that, everybody will know you're my disciple. Now, love doesn't mean you get pushed around. Love doesn't mean you get taken advantage of. But boy, loving like God is totally different than human love. Human love is selfish. And listen, I love all you moms. Y'all cute. I know you love your little baby. I love you. I know you love your little baby. Your little baby's like 50 now. But you got selfish love. It ain't agape love. Okay? Because it's cool when little Johnny does good. But when Johnny does bad, Johnny ain't as good as he used to be. Come on. All right? But God's love is agape love. It's it's different kind of love. It's the love that you can only experience through there. So today you get two sides of the coin. You get the side of what I'm supposed to be doing, and you get the side of how we got to receive it. And I think when we understand love, see, love is a fruit, and you got to develop the fruit of love because you got to understand something. Faith works by love. So if your faith, Kenneth Hagin said it the best. He said, when my prayers weren't working, I started looking at my faith walk. Something's wrong. Yeah. Faith worketh by love. So what happens if your prayer life, so Brother Hagin said, if my prayer life, if my prayer life, if my prayers were not getting answered, I went and checked up on my love walk. If my prayers are not getting answered, I went and checked up on my love walk. Well, why is that, Brother Hagin? Because I knew faith worked by love, and if my prayers are hindered, something might be off on my love walk. How about that one as a catalyst to know? Let me go check my love walk. Woo, come on, somebody, right? Because why? If my faith ain't working, love might be off. Faith worketh by love. So what is the love of God? And then the Lord said something to me. He said, if you love with my love, you'll never get hurt. It's when you pick up human selfish love, that's when you get hurt the most. Because it's not connected right. Because if you love what the love of God gave you, you not, see, because we think love, love of a person is emotional. Love of God is faith. God loves in a faith mode. We love in an emotional realm. There's nothing wrong. We wouldn't, we're not robotic in our nature. But loving with the human love, you got to be careful because if you over margin it, you're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? If you overinvest in things you don't have to, it could be dangerous. So you got to love like God loves. So let's go look and see what is the love of God. And some of this, I think it's going to help. Because I mean, you know, yeah, we all need to check up in our love walk. Amen? First Corinthians 13. Because I'm going to tell you right here now, people come on design to try to mess you up. You get that? People come on design. First Corinthians 13. People come on design to mess you up. They come on design. I think the enemy... He brings people into your life to try to get you to walk out of love. Because if you walk out of love, you're going to start hindering your faith. If you walk out of love, you're going to start hindering your life. You walk out of love, you're going to get messed up. It's going to sign. Because you can shipwreck your faith by walking out of love. Amen? So let's just look at this. And we can start reading with verse 3. He says, you know, speak with tongues and angels. But look, we'll start with verse 3 and then we'll start going. Right? 
There you go. Perfect. I give all my possessions to feed the poor. I surrender my body to be burned, but I don't have love. It's what does me no good at all. He said you could burn yourself and, 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 and give yourself up, but if you don't got love, you ain't working right. Because God is love. Now, God is love, joy, peace, long suffering, but we lean towards God being love. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whom shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We understand that God gave his life because of love, but here's news for you. Look at verse 4 and 5 as this thing starts cranking. You're going to love this. Now, this is what love is. Now, you got to pay attention. How do you know what love? Now, everybody write this down. Love is a learned commodity. Love is a learned commodity. Okay? Love is a learned commodity. I'll explain it in a minute. You have to learn how to love because we don't have it just because we got saved. Is that okay? So these fruits that we're talking about, you have to develop the spiritual fruit of love. Just because you got it shed abroad in your heart doesn't mean you're yielding to it. Is that okay? Does that make sense? Just because, where's the love of God? Romans chapter 5 says it's shed abroad in your heart. Just because you have love doesn't mean you're yielding to love. You be mean as a hornet. You know what I'm saying? But you got the love in you. So I got to learn how to yield. Now, if it gets in your emotions, you're not going to give it, you're not going to love right. Jesus didn't say love the way you want to love. He said love the way I told you to love. Well, how am I going to learn it? Now, get this. You ready for this one? This will blow you out. Jesus had to learn love from his father. He said, I love them with the love you gave me. So Jesus got an understanding of love of the Father, then he started loving people with the love that God gave him. Okay, question. He was the son of God in the flesh. If he had to learn how to love, I think we're going to have to learn how to love. Well, I don't know if I agree with you. Well, guess what? You better agree with me. It's the truth. you got to learn how to love, and you can't love. You see, love, human love is, is, is fickle and finicky. Yeah, it's so conditional, it's unbelievable. It's got boundaries based on conditions, and then if you go beyond the parameter where people want to extend, they kind of pull back their love. Some of you love somebody for years. They woke up one day and said, I don't want to love you no more. You with me? It's true. Love of God is amazing. But you can't look at people. People are goofy. You know what I'm saying? Well, I love you. I don't love you. You like love like a yo-yo. Some of you got yo-yo love. No, love, yeah, love you, don't love you, love you, don't. Come on, what is wrong with you? And then you judging who, I mean, let me help you here. Don't ever judge your value based on how other people see you. They can't see straight. Better qualify these nitwits before they get to say something in your life. Who are you to tell me who I am? You don't even know who you are. You're going to tell me who I am. Right? Right? Oh, you, you this, you that. Who are you? Look at your neighbor say, who you? Look at your other neighbor say, who you? I like that. It made me happy when you did that. You know what I'm saying? Who are you to tell me? Who are you to criticize? You know what I'm saying? Like people, well, you know, reason why this, now you got a PhD? You know what I'm saying? Now you a PhD in knowing things because you woke up one day and you think you're a genius. You know what I'm saying? Wake up and I don't know if I don't know if I feel like being I don't know why I love you. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, listen, and then value value what somebody's opinion is about you. Well, this is what they said about me. Come on, man. You better throw that out. You better know what you are and who you are. It's true though, ain't it? 
stupid people's mistakes affect your life, and then you got to try to put the pieces together. It's the God's honest truth. You think about it. And I got news for you. Certain seasons of life, everybody's an expert at love until you really need to walk in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a love expert, praise be to God. I'm professional at it. Then, right, you got to deal with ding-dongs, and then ding-dongs show up, and now you got to walk in love at a greater level than you never had it before, and now you're like, oh, how's that love thing walking right now? Now you want to, like, hurt somebody. You know what I'm saying? And it's the truth, right? Certain seasons of life is going to take more walking in love than other seasons of life because certain seasons of life is going to be easy because there ain't no pressure on it. And then, you know, I, I was kidding in the morning service. Like, they move your job, and they put you in the cubicle over by the window, and they go, oh, yeah, this is a great brand-new spot for you. you. got Damien on one side, Lucifer on the other, and the Antichrist shows up on Thursdays at noon. You know what I'm saying? You're like, how did I get this promotion to this great position here at this company? It's amazing. You know what I mean? Or like, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's true, right? Or like, you just, you leave, you better all repent. I told them in the morning, you better all repent before you leave here today because some of you are going to get in the parking lot. I'm very good at walking in love. Don't you think I'm good at walking in love? You ain't even going to get out the parking lot before somebody cusses. I'm telling you now, listen to me. You got to get it dialed in. You got to go into love. And here's what happens this. Well, you know, I walk in love, but I'm not going to change. You got to figure out what love is now. Okay? Now, this is the cool part. Number one. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart, but we have to understand what love is. 1 Corinthians 13 explains love better than any other place. I want you to really look at this. I think it's very, 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 very important. Okay? Love. Now, this is the, everybody say, these are the attributes of love, or these are the actions of love. The Amplified just amplifies what it is. It makes a lot of sense, right? Love endures with patience. Okay? Point number one, yes or no? I got the first answer wrong. How about you? See what I'm saying? Oh, okay, so you're all loving, enduring with patience and serenity. Huh. Right, beloved? Come on, beloved. <laughs> beloved. You know, Jesus, like, pulls you in with this beloved bit. But beloved. Yeah, great. Endure along with patience. Right. How about with the more? Do I have to do this with morons? Is there exemptions? <laughs> Is there exemptions? Do I have to do this with the people that I like to hit in the head? No, because love is kind. How many of you are working on the kind thing? Come on, look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. Read it. This is not time to just like zone out into the uh, zone world. This is where you get revelation, and revelation changes your life. Are you loving with endurance? Are you loving with patience? No, I ain't got no patience. Yeah, okay, no duh. Guess what? If you say, well, I walk in love. I love you. No, you humanly like me. You got to endure with me with patience. Well, nobody else is doing this. Yeah, no, duh. But if you do it, you'll get to a place of perfected faith. It endures long, is kind. Oh, here we go. You being kind? Being mean? Don't raise your hand. It's thoughtful. You being thoughtful? It's not jealous or envious. You getting jealous? You getting jealous? You getting envious? That's why Judas buried himself. Love does not brag and is not proud or does it boast. It doesn't get arrogant. How you working on that? Look, don't raise your hand. Don't get mad. We all need to repent by the time we're done. We get it. That's why we're learning about it. If you don't know love endures long, see what it is? It's all information. 
I didn't know love endured long. Did you? That was a byproduct. I thought love was, ooh, I get butterflies when I see you. And I, ooh. Right? What do we think of love? We think love is some kind of emotional thing. And, oh, you know, we love. No, no, no. Love, love, love has guidelines and rules. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not provoked. How about this one? It's not overly sensitive and easily angered. That's good, right? This is great. Where do we sign up for this? It does not. Everybody said this is with marriage. This is with, this is with marriage. It does not take into account a wrong. Come on, your wife. She's got a. She can remember everything, can't she? Women, you're amazing. You guys are amazing. Isn't that? That's a very good compliment. Don't know where the mayonnaise is, but you can remember something I said 30 years ago. It's an amazing tool. Don't know where my socks are, but praise God, she can tell you we said last Thursday, 3 o'clock at 3.01. She is an awesome woman. She is an awesome, awesome. You guys are amazing. Amazing. Can't keep two socks together for decades, but could tell me everything I said. Don't turn around. You need to look ahead. Could tell me everything I said for 15 years. She knows everything. No, I'm just kidding. It's cute though, right? But guess what? Love, I do it to her. You do it. You do it to your kids. Remember you, remember you threw the ball, and the ball went through the window. You got nine, the kids 52 years old. You're still bringing it up at Thanksgiving. You threw the ball through the window. Remember that? Ma, I'm like 880 now, Ma. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying, right? Come on, stop. You just remember what we do. We don't, we don't remember a suffered wrong. It does, this one, now, this one's tough. This one's not tough for me in a bad way, but you get blamed for a lot of stuff by people, don't you? It is, does not rejoice at injustice. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Look at me. This is going to help somebody. People, good people, bad people, every people, you're going to get tested at your love walk. I'm going to say something. You're not going to like it. Really, you better look at me because you're going to need this because some of you, this is where you dipped out, and this is where you screwed up your life, and you can't get back on track till you repent and get right. Really good people are going to say stuff that's going to offend you, and it probably could be taken offensive. It's by design to see if you'll take it. I have people in my life that try to offend me on purpose. You ain't ready for this stuff. Yeah, it's set up. It's a, pay attention. It's a setup. It's meant to offend you. Did you get it yet? You guys are all rookies yet then. It's meant to offend you. It's undesigned to offend you. It's said with offense connected to it, but it's a test for see if you'll take it. Yeah. What do you do? You say nothing. You just take it. You take it on the chin and you don't even, you don't even, you don't even bounce. You don't even reflect. You don't act. You don't talk. You just go, okay. Because I ain't taking the bait. Because it costs me too much. I, I, you cannot offend me. I refuse to get offended because I know it costs too much to get offended, so why get offended? Somebody said something wrong. They're going to say, look at me, look at me. They're going to say goofy stuff. They're going to say evil stuff. They're going to say bad stuff. They're going to say comments. They're, if you're a woman, you're going to get offended. Some guy's going to say some stupid, pinheaded thing. You could be, it could be chauvinistic. It could be evil. It could be, you name it, the society we live in. They could say whatever they want to say. And the bottom line is this. Are you going to pick up the offense? 
That's the question. I ain't picking it up. You can be as goofy. Just tell you just if you talk stupid, you just telling on yourself. I don't gotta tell nobody else. They can see how stupid you are. Don't even give it the time of day. You understand what I'm saying? Well, somebody said something and it offended me. Well, guess what? A lot of people say stuff that could offend me. I choose not to partake in your offense. That's on you because the Bible says, Woe unto you that causes offense. So I ain't gonna take no offense. I'm just gonna let you run a ramble out your mouth. That's the you eat the fruit of your mouth. I'm not eating the fruit of my actions. If you want to eat the fruit of your mouth, go ahead. You eat the fruit of your mouth. But I'm not going to eat the fruit of my actions because of your mouth. Somebody missed a great place to amen. I am not going to eat the fruit of my actions based upon the fruit of your mouth. You say, Pascal, you're a dodo bird. I come at you with a raging violence and now screw up my life because of your stupid mouth. Who won in that game? You won. I ain't going to let you win. You understand what I'm saying? Norm, you see what I'm saying? Say, oh, you're nothing but a big jerky pastor, jerk, jerk, jerk. I got critics all. I got, they wrote a letter. Somebody wrote a letter. They wrote a letter the other day. I read it, ripped it up, threw it in the garbage. Lauren laughed. She goes, are you going to give that to somebody? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm HR today. Let me see that. That's a good place to laugh. I read it. It was about me. I said, well, obviously you don't know me. Ripped through in the garbage. You want, would you like to respond? No. Why you got to go there? What did it say? I don't know. I got a text one time. Pastor Liz will love this. I got a text. The thing was this long, and the phone. You know what I mean? Then you got the phone? That joker was long, man. It was like a Rolodex of text. It's hard. Right? I'm not kidding. You ask Pastor Liz, she'll tell you it's God's untruth in front of her. I read the first line. It says, spirit's wrong. Boop, deleted it. She goes, you ain't going to read it? I said, nope, don't feel right in my spirit. I ain't reading it. I ain't getting none of that stuff in. That mess ain't getting in. It was offensive. I choose not to take it. I didn't even read it just in case. Why? Why add something that you might have to fight? Don't even read it. See, I'm smart. I ain't entering into temptation. You might lose. Don't go there. Don't go there. You see what I'm saying? You know somebody's coming at you wrong? Just get rid of it. Say, I walk in love. Praise God. Remember that? Remember that when you were a kid? I'm rubber. You're glue. Whatever you say to me, bounce off of me and sticks on you. Woo! I am the original Teflon Don. Come on, somebody. You thought it was Gotti. It's me, man. You ain't going to stick that thing on me. It roll right off. Come on, you the Teflon OG. Come on, that thing ain't going to hit you. Don't take it. Why? Well, they said this about me. Qualify them. Who are you, number one? <laughs> Uncle Drunk Joe thinks you this. My Uncle Drunk Joe been drunk since 73. You care what this joker thinks? Who said this nonsense? Well, my, my ex-husband said this. Shut up. Clown don't know nothing. Don't you love all these people giving you advice about how you should take care of yourself and do all this stuff? Bro, we were somewhere the other day, this joker giving out health tips. I'm like, bro, you need to shut up. You about 100 pounds overweight, bro. That was yesterday. I didn't say it, but I'm like, bro, you ain't need to be talking right here. You need to chill out and chill. Now, you ain't being mean. But everybody wants to tell you to try to discredit you and make you feel bad about you because they feel bad about themselves. You don't pick up people's hurt and offense. Ain't worth it. You see what I'm saying? Broke people try to tell you how to save money. Let me tell you how you need to do your money. You got some money to give me? Shut your mouth. Everybody try to give you marriage tips. Well, you know, you need to get that woman straight. How many times have you been married? Six. Shut up, bro. 
<laughs> bro, chill. No, you understand what I'm saying. Look, at, I understand. You understand what I'm saying. People that come again, people that have been down and up or hurting and come with the right spirit, I'll listen to anybody. But you got people coming at you with this angle of wrong, trying, trying to hurt you and come against you, and you're going to take their tips on how to get it together? You better qualify people, man. You understand what I'm saying? Look, you can learn from anybody. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want you to think like, oh, well, I'm going to try to give you advice. If it comes in the right spirit, I'm going to receive it. But most people ain't coming in the right spirit about stuff. They're trying to hurt your feelings, make you feel bad. You know exactly what I'm saying. If you heard what I was saying today, you understood exactly what I'm saying. Not everybody's coming with kindness. Not everybody's coming with, hey, Judas is coming with a motive. Look. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices when the truth and right prevail. I sometimes can overboard that one because you got critics, and critics are speaking all the time about you, and then it goes showed up that they're wrong. Don't you want to clap a little bit? Yes. <laughs> Told you so. Don't you want a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. Remember, like, you're like, well, praise be God. You know, we, we're planning on going on with a few. Well, I don't, brother, we don't know if this is going to work out for you. And then it works out for you, and then you want to, like, text them back and say, everything's going great, told you so. But you don't. Right? Or they give you some kind of great advice, you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know if you should really go down this road. I'm getting in my spirit. I'm feeling in my spirit that this is not the Lord. I feel like this is not the Lord. I just want to, I don't want to get you nervous, but I just want to warn you. You could be disobeying God. You know what I mean? Everything works out on your favor, going great, you're in your destiny, you're working out the plan of God. Don't you feel like just giving this a little text? Just a little one? Say, told you so. But it's all right, it's cool, I'm not going to do it, God. This is a test. This is a test. Eh, 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 eh. This is a test. Eh, 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 eh. This is a test. Eh, 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 eh. This is a test just to see if I'm walking in love. I'm doing a good job. Hallelujah, man. Look, does not rejoice. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. This is going. Believes all things. Now, that doesn't mean you believe everything the person that's sitting in front of you tells you. You see what I'm saying? Because people lie. I've come to the belief that you'll stop lying. That's where I'm believing. <laughs> that's really funny. You should have laughed. Because you got these people that just continually lie. They can't tell the truth. If it's, if they couldn't tell the truth. Bro, you ever been around somebody that lie? They lie so good, they don't even know if they're lying anymore. you like, bro, I seen that in a movie last week, bro. Now you now you're MacGyver. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, what happened? You're like, well, it was me. <laughs> now, nah, I'm the bionic man. Oh, Jesus, stop. Please, right? Love bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one. I'm trying to do that. Try to do that with most people. Just tell them they got nice hair or something. I'm going to think something good. I got to think something good. I got to think something good. You got nice curly hair. Praise God. Let's go. Come on. See, you got to find something good in people. For the what? The best in each one. Hopes all things. What? Remains. Mm-hmm. Steadfast. Huh? During difficult times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steadfast during difficult times. Oh, my God, this is misery. I didn't know love did this. Endures all things without weakening. Woo! Stay strong. Watch this. Keep going. It gets a little bit. Love never fails. It never fades. never ends. Prophecies will go away and every other stuff will see, but not love. You don't get a break on your love walk. You don't get a break on your love walk. 
Your love walk doesn't get a break. Okay, so now we got to get better at love. Okay, that's no problem. I can handle that, Pastor Chris. Here's the thing. You want to know something cool? Can I give you a strong one? I didn't give him the early one. First John 4, 18. First John 4, 18. You guys doing good? You write these scriptures down and then we go. I'll give you a couple more. This one, this one to me right here, ooh, this one's a tester. This one's going to test you. First John 4, 18. You like this? You can put it in King James. Might be easier in the King James. Might read a little better if you can. Good job, mom. But check this out. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment, and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So if you're battling fear, you just got to perfect your love. No, you, and here's how you do it. If you got fear in your life, just look at how much God loves you, and fear will be eradicated out of your life. That's how you do it. Because God's got. Because there's a thought of failure with fear, and God's not going to let you fail. But watch 19. Boy, this one will slap you in the head, right? We love him because he first loved us. Now watch this. Here we go. If a man say I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that what loveth not his brother, this one's deep, who he hath seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? Now let me show you this one. You like, I love God. Yeah? Well, can you love the guy in the lobby? <laughs> ooh, ooh! I'm preaching better than this whole church. Amen to me, ain't I? I like those earrings. Those are cool. Right? How can he love God? Who me? He's asking you a question. You sit there and go, oh, yeah, you love God who you cannot see, touch, taste, smell, and you know, got a, you got an imaginary relationship with God. But you can't love the person sitting in front of you. Look at the next verse. Watch this. How can you then love God? And this is a commandment we have for him. And whoever loves God loves his brother also. See it? You know what he's saying? If you can't love him who you see, how are you going to love me who you can't see? I gave you love to love him with. Now you got to use it. Because remember I told you? You got to see it like this. You sow what you reaped. Hello, look at me. You sow what you reaped. You give away what you got. If you don't know what you got, you don't know how much you can give away. Give it all away. See what I'm saying? But here's the thing. hard part when you look at it like this. Because I'm going to love you based on your performance. How are you performing? If you ain't too high, I ain't loving you back. That's because it's, it's emotional love. I'm not going to love you with the love of emotion. I'm going to love you with the love of God. You can't hurt the love of God. See, the reason why you guys are getting hurt is because you're not loving with the faith side of the love. You were living with the emotional side of the love. That's your soul. Your spirit can love all day long and never get hurt. The minute you get it in the soul, now you hurt because now you're not getting reciprocation the way you think you should, and unmet expectation produces what? Pain and anger. Now you're angry. Try it on. I'm not getting I'm got unmet expectations. Unmet expectations about how this relationship is supposed to go. I'm loving you and how you love me back. If you don't love me back the right way, now I'm mad. Now I'm not going to love you the way you love me because if I love you the way you love me, now you hurt me. That's selfish. That's soulish. I'm going to love you whether you love me back or not. What do I care? I'm going to love you with everything I got. If, as long as I love you with everything I got, what do I got? I ain't looking at you to give me the return of love. That's in my emotions. See, people got love and intimacy all screwed up. Intimacy is something different. You understand know I me? Mean? And intimacy isn't sexual only. It's intimacy. You get intimate with people through relationship. You hear? 
It's a deeper level. Jesus did it. He said, I ain't talking to them 70 like I talked to John. He talked to the multitudes in riddles. They don't even know what the heck he's talking about. Eat his body, drink his blood. What the heck's going on? This guy's crazy. Remember that? Thousands of them left. He said, eat my body, drink my blood. You got no part or no lot with me. They said, what the heck is this guy, nuts? Eat his body, drink his blood. What is he going to do? What is this guy, cannibal? I don't even know what he's talking about. They left. Jesus said, bye, because you don't really want to know. Then the 70, then the 12, then he gets with Peter, James, and John. He's talking to them. And then it got so deep, Peter said, ask John. He'll tell him everything. Intimacy came through relationship. Intimacy doesn't come just from the place of love. The place of love is I sow it by faith. It's not an emotional thing. Love, if I say love, what do you think? What's love got to do with it? Who needs love? What? Say, see him, all. Come on, what? Without what? When a heart can be broken, what's love got to do? Come on. Come on, it's Tina, man. You guys don't even know no music, man. You guys got no soul in this church. Come on. What's love got to do with it? This joker quit quoting Tina Turner over there. This pastor's gone. But it's true. It's, just, it's an emotion. Love is an emotion, and it's natural, but love of God is a faith act. So I don't love you with natural human emotion. I'll stop loving you. But I love you with the love of God because it shed a blood on my heart. And I give it to you and it endures long with you. It's patient with you. It's kind with you. It's not, it doesn't boil over jealously with you. When you, when you win, I win. I love it. I want you to win. Why? Because I cheer you on. I'm happy. When you mess up, I don't go look. I told you so. I pick you up. I try to help you. I try to be kind. I try to help you get there. Why? Because that's what love does. Love doesn't act weird. People goofy. Ain't nobody going to celebrate your victories. You know, you're going to find a select few that can celebrate your victories. You want to know why? Because people are whacked out. Because they don't want to see you succeed. Because if you succeed, that means they can't. Because they didn't put the work in. So succeed and don't look for nobody to praise you. Just find, I'm telling you, don't share your dreams with everybody. I told you that. That's your problem. You want to share dreams with people that can't see. And then they critique you. Because you challenge them. I want to make a billion dollars. What billion dollars? You got this dream, looks big. People that broke people can't even understand what you said. People that can't see can't see what you said. And then they try to tell you why you can't be what you've been called. I'm telling you, don't share that thing everywhere. Because this is what I'm saying. See, here's what I mean. Love believes the best, man. People ain't got that with them. Okay, did you read that thing? Wasn't that good, though? How you going to say you love God, you can't love the person in front of you? You know what he was saying that? People in front of you, you can love. You see them, you touch them, you understand them, they're here, you see them. Say, yeah, I love God. Yeah, you know why people say they love God? Because it's easy. Because there ain't no response. I love God. You obey him? Nah. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. Isn't it easy? Come on, man. I don't try. This could be so bad. If I get in trouble with this, you all better repent for me. God ain't no, like, Casper the ghost, man. Like, you know, you're like, you can't see him. Can't, you know, he's not some ghost. Are you with me? Like, I love God. You don't see God. That's how we know you love him. We know you love him if you obey him. But everybody love God. Because it's easy. There ain't no standard to live by. Ain't nobody going home with you, watching everything you do. I love God. God, I love. What you do last weekend? Smoked a bunch of dope, got drunk, hung out, party. Chill, did all. Now, I'm not picking on you, dope smokers, but pay attention. Pick up. Stop it. Stay with me. But you love God. Did you obey him all last week? No, I didn't listen to that joker one time, but I love him. Preach out, Jesus. What do you mean you love him? Are you getting it? Are you sick? Am I, am I breaking this down enough for you to see it? 
It's easy to love God. Where there's no requirements, who's got a governor on you walking around with you with a feel? Imagine if we walked around with you with a camera all day, 24 hours a day. Hey, how you doing? How you doing with that God walk thing? You'd be punching that camera in the head. Right? You'd be some stuff you don't want nobody to see. The squiggly lines would come on. You know, like when they, they bleep it out because you don't get look at it? You know what I mean? No one somebody's got too much material hanging out. They got the fuzzy lines. Your whole life be a fuzzy line. You didn't like that. It's true, though. That was a good place to laugh. All the saved people are laughing. All the sinners are crying right now. <laughs> like, is he trying to save my, my lifestyle? Yeah, I'm talking about your lifestyle. It's easy to love God when you ain't got no requirement of lifestyle to live. It's easy. Okay, love the person sitting next to you. Man, I got to deal with you on a daily. I'll put up with you on a daily. Waking up 50 some odd years. How many years have you been waking up with him? 58 years I've been putting up with you on a daily. Come on. It's good. They love it, right? You know what I'm saying? Got a good day, bad day. You laughing. You a newlywed. Look like, oh, my God. It's a goal. Shoot for it. I don't know if we're going to make it. 58 years. My God in heaven. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God bless you. Lay hands on me before you leave. Come on. Right? You see it? Pull this in and get this. It's very, very important. Okay. So now here, we got to go. Oh, my God. What time is it? All right. We got to go. Here we are. What is love? Love must be learned. Here's the thing. Write this down. Give me new stuff. Love must be learned, and if you're not teachable, you'll not be found loving like he loves. You're going to have to be a student of Jesus to figure this thing out. In order for us to love as he loved us, we're going to have to be students of Jesus. Love must be learned, and if you're not teachable, you will not be found loving like he loves. just ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. That's John 15, 9. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. John 15, 9. You see it? She said, the way I, John 15, don't pop it up there. You need to say it. Jesus said, I learned it from my Father. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. That's what he was saying. Jesus said it. I learned it. I watched it. I do it. I be it. Here we go, right? Remember this, just because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart doesn't mean you're going to yield to it. It's true. Here's a huge one. A Christian left out on their own will never find their way into Jesus' kind of love. If I just leave you alone, you got born again, and you're just navigating through life, you are never going to find the love of God unless you get instructed how to get there. You're not just going to do it because it's shed abroad in your heart. You're not going to love this kind of love. It has to be learned. It's a learned commodity. It's a learned commodity. Find their way into Jesus' kind of love. You must be what? conscious of what you've learned about love. Here's the key. You will love others the way Jesus loved you. And when you love others like Jesus loved you, that will make you love like God. This thing's connected to how much you know about Jesus, guys. And then I'm going to give you this, and I love this. This is so good. Love does what's most beneficial, but here's the key. Write this down. This is a good one. Faith responds to problems like God would, but love is treating people like God would. So faith responds to problems like God would, does that make sense? So, like, if you got a problem, speak to the mountain. Believe you receive. All that stuff. Give and it shall be given. All that faith stuff works 
in response to problems. And love is how you respond to people. Does that make sense? What's your house going to look like you start being kind to one another? Look, you could say anything and you could rebuke one another. That's no problem. I'm not saying that you can't. Look, you can rebuke in love. But I'm not, you could discipline in love. But what are you gonna, what's your house going to look like when it, if it starts getting kind? You know what I mean? What's your communication going to look like? You know, you're going to have to deal with some jerky people. People get jerky all day long. You don't have to stoop down in their jerky. You just live up here and say, yo, you want to act clowny? Act like a clown. But I ain't acting like no clown. Circus is out of town, man. I'm, I'm going to walk like a man and woman of God. Here's the key. The definition of love is this. Joyfully choosing to take an action that promotes the welfare of another. Joyfully choosing to take an action that promotes the welfare of another. When you love like Jesus loved, the recipient will be better off after you have loved them than before you touch their life. The definition of love is joyfully choosing to take an action that promotes the welfare of another. When you love like Jesus loved, the recipients will be off, basically be better off after you have loved them than before you touch their life. And that's what it comes down to. That's like that whole thing, right? What does love do? It does what's most beneficial for the recipient at the moment. It does what's most beneficial for the recipient at the moment. And, the, and this is the thing. The proofs of love are amazing. I'll teach the seven proofs of love one day. There's probably t- hundreds of them. These are the seven that I found that I got. Here you go, right here. Turn to John 21, 17. We're going to go. Because remember I gave you these? The proof of love is the passion to create pleasure to another. It's a passion. The proof, you could do that. That's great, man. The, the proof of love, the proof of love is in the, found in the rela- relentless desire to protect. Like you love your family, you'll protect them at your own death if you had to. I love this one. The proof of love is in the willingness to give the gift of correction. And this one's a big one. John 21, 17. You know, I, we've been here before, man. I don't know. It just blesses me, right? I couldn't figure out Peter, man, for the life of me for years. That's kind of a goofy question Jesus asks him, you know? He comes to him, right? You all know the story about Peter. If you don't know the story about Peter yet, you will, right? What's Peter's biggest problem, right? He denies the Lord. You know what I mean? He's, he knows who he is. He knows what's going on. And he goes back to fishing. And I think the craziest thing of all, you know, he, he kind of re, re-identifies himself with his past. And Jesus comes and finds him on the seashore, and to me, on the seashore, and it's amazing because the story is powerful. And he comes to me, he asks him the great question. Y'all been there? He said, Jesus, do you love me? And you know, he asks him three times to the point where he gets almost offended by it. And he goes, man, he goes, I just, I, he's hurt by, he's hurt by the, the, the questions. Now, I don't know if he's hurt by the questions because he feels just hurt, inadequate. I don't know. I know he missed it. But guess what? He's coming back to it. And in John 21, 17, he says, to him, he says, and he said it to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said it a third time. Do you love me? He said to him, he said, Lord, you know I love you. God knows all things. And Jesus knows it all. He knew the heart. The crazy thing of all is this. Jesus knew before he asked him that he knew he loved him now. I don't know if he wanted him to hear himself say it. I don't know what he wanted. But this is what we got out of it. Thou knows 
that I love thee. And Jesus said, go, go do what I called you to do. Guys, I don't care how much time you maybe spent away not doing what you're called to do. When you meet Jesus, you're going to say, go do what I called you to do. I don't care the seasons of life you kind of went out and did what you wanted to do. When you're back in step one, you know what he talks to you about? What he called you to do. When you come back to the moment where you reconnect with God, he goes, where, you know, he used to say this, you got to go pick your vision up where you left it. Sometimes in life you step out. I remember being in a meeting one time and they said, you got to pick your vision up where you left it. I said, I didn't know I left it. But some people didn't, but some people did. You left your vision. You stepped out in a season where you made your own decision. You stepped out in a season where maybe it's okay. He didn't forget it. You know what I love about Jesus? He doesn't disqualify Peter from his calling based upon his actions. He doesn't say, hey, you're done. You're a screw-up. Go give this thing to John. Because he really stood all the way. You didn't. He says, no, Peter, go build. He said, feed my what? Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. What's he talking about? Feed my people. Feed the little ones and feed the big ones. We go feed them because you're the build. Peter, who are you? You're the, you're the church builder. You're the piece of the rock. You're the one who's going to build my church. He goes right into Peter's calling and reawakens the calling that he let go dead because of his actions. And here's the key. I heard somebody say this. So good. He said this. He said, the proof of love is found in your willingness to listen. I said, man, the proof of love. Peter, do you love me? Didn't listen. Your proof of love is found in your willingness to listen. Are you willing to listen to him? God. That's what he wants. Your, your proof of love to God. Because what's his greatest desire? To be believed. What's his greatest regret? To be doubted. So your willingness to listen to what he said proves your love. Because anybody could say it. God doesn't believe. I'm, I'm going to say this. is going to sound bad, but it's the truth. God doesn't believe nothing about what you say. He believes what you do. He doesn't believe nothing about what you said. He said, your words are close. Your heart's a million miles away. He believes what you do. Not the actions to receive. You understand me? You guys got this stuff by faith. You know what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is thereafter, God, you talk all day long until you do. Just talk. You know what I'm saying? But when you start doing what you've been saying, something starts happening. Your proof of love is found in the ability to listen. Man, I'll tell you what. You listening to God, you're never going to miss. Amen? He's a good God. Amen. Stand up on your feet. You guys did fantastic today. Love ain't easy, man. It's a fruit. Everybody say it's a fruit. It's got to grow. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.